Hello, friends, enemies, and men, women, children, everybody in between, undecided. This is not the Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Corden show. You're watching The Right Show. We come to you just about each and every Wednesday, right about this time. So if you want to catch us live, this is where you want to be. Now, the great thing about going live, I can put you on the screen. I can put your comments there, and we can interact. Today's episode is going to be fantastic. No more zippity doodah, zippity a. My oh my, it is not a wonderful day at Disney. They've removed Splash Mountain just in time for Black History Month. We also see... Novak Djokovic gets his revenge on Australia. Trump predicted Kovefi would eventually go away. And this week, Joe Biden says it's going away. And finally, Kamala Harris bumbles her way through a speech about the space program. All of that plus two comedy clips. It's all happening right here, right now on The Right Show. Subscribers on YouTube going up. Subscribers on Facebook up and Instagram is up. All thanks to one video. This video got 1 million views. I couldn't believe it myself. I want you to take a look. This video, if you see it, click share, tell your friends, because whenever you get to that 999,000, then you're feeling really good. And today it now says 1M. Boom. Okay. We did it, folks. Some of you are saying, Kayvon, which one of your videos has a million views on Instagram? The one I posted last week. If you missed it, it looked like this. Some people complain after the show. They go, I don't like that joke because that means you're anti-trans. I am not anti-anything. I'm trying to tell you I have my preferences. Is that okay anymore to have a preference in 2020-something? You can have a preference. I prefer my women the way an L.A. girl prefers her salad. Hormone-free. <laughs> non-genetically modified and I'm allergic to nuts I don't want them in my throat I don't want them in my throat allergic to nuts that's the kind of joke that is not allowed on TV it's not really allowed on Netflix it's only available on my comedy special essential so please go online caveoncomedy.com Order the kind of comedy that mainstream media refuses to platform because they're trying to control you and what is allowed to be told to you for you to laugh at. I've gone way off road. I could play mainstream. I could be everybody's friend. But I think some things need to be said. And that's why we are a support group for normal people. If you get triggered easily, shut it off now because it's about to get ramped up. Where do you live and who is your favorite tennis player? Please put it in the comments. The reason I ask, Novak Djokovic decided to get Novaks, and that's no Djokovic. Last year, the Australia Open and the U.S. Open banned the number one seeded tennis player, Novak, from competing, hurting his career and his quest to get the most titles of any tennis player ever they kind of stalled him but it was to no avail because this year he got his sweet revenge novak djokovic won Take over a look. the weekend novak djokovic won the australian open this is absolutely amazing news uh novak djokovic was deported if you remember last year from the australian open uh, from australia they they actually wouldn't even let him compete he is the world number one he is arguably 
uh, the best tennis player to have ever lived, actually. I know a lot of people think about Federer, they think about Nadal, but actually Novak Djokovic is, when you look at the stats, actually a better tennis player and has more wins than them. In fact, right now, after winning the Australian Open, he has 22 Grand Slam singles titles. That is uh, tied with Nadal. Uh, Roger Federer has 20, Nadal has 22, now Djokovic has 22, Serena Williams has 23, and uh, Margaret Court uh, has 24. And this guy uh, really stood up for medical freedom, stood up for bodily autonomy. In the crowd was Bill Gates actually also watching this while Novak, the unvaccinated player who wasn't allowed into the country, comes back a year later and wins. A, a year ago, what happened was he had received a uh, he received an exemption. So he had previously been infected with covid and he received the proper exemptions in order to get into the country that was approved. But when he got there, because he was such a, because he's a, an influencer, they said, because he has a lot of uh, sway and people know him. They actually the government argued in court. They admitted that he had the proper paperwork. They admitted that he had very little risk to the public health because he had been previously infected. Of course, now we know the vaccine doesn't stop the spread anyway, So, um, which many of us knew that back then as well, but the Australian government was still being very tyrannical about it. They knew this and they admitted in court he poses little health risk. However, they still deported him because they said that he basically was uh, a boon to the anti-vax movement that he was somebody that was going to be fueling the anti-vax flame. And so they ultimately rounded up the number one tennis player and would not allow him to compete in the Australian Open, which really, you know, Nadal ended up winning that year. And I say you win with an asterisk. If the player is there to play and they end up being booted, then did you really win? This year, Australia did drop the vaccine mandate. Novak was able to get in. He was able to compete. And all of us were rooting for him. All of us that saw and were appalled by Australia's treatment last year rooted for him, wanting him to win as a just really to win for all of us. And in fact, he knew it was for all of us. He knew that this was a big win. Here's his speech that he gave uh, after winning. I have to say that this has been one of the most uh, challenging tournaments I've ever played in my life, considering the circumstances. Um, not playing last year, coming back this year, and... Oh yeah, congratulations to Novak for getting Novaks. Congratulations to all Serbians for showing that you guys have guts. Congratulations to all the purebloods who decided to stand firm, take the consequences on, because now we're not having all these different heart issues that no one can explain why a bunch of 25 and 35 and 40 year old athletes are you'll have to figure out why that is i make no recommendations why i think that is i'll just let you kind of piece that together the point is congrats to novak djokovic you got novaks and you still won and that's no djokovic we'll be back with a whole lot more stick around You know, I was in Albany, New York, and we had such a fun time. I'm going to show you one more comedy clip. In Albany, I was asking a guy in the front row, what does he do for work? Turns out he said he works at a power plant. Not very convincing. And then I said, how'd you get the job? And he said, they just kind of let me do it. I was like, huh? Skater dude, Volcom, what's up, bro? What do you do for work, sir? Supervisor. That's pretty broad. We still know nothing about this, man. 
The natural question, what do you supervise? Oh, a power plant. Oh, shit. So how did you fall into that job? I'm not comfortable with this answer. I, uh, I want to leave New York immediately if this is what's going on. Whatever, just they let you run the power plant. We got Homer Simpson in the front row. I thought that was just a cartoon. This is for real. Eats donuts, pulls levers, whatever Mr. Burns says. I don't know. He's got to be doing well, the front row. They pay double what everyone else pays to be here. Give it up for the VIPs. These are the richest people here. Hell yeah. Independently wealthy. The people behind you didn't want to clap. They lost their jobs during the pandemic. These are the essential workers, non-essential, right behind Essential. Yes, well, the comedy special is called Essential. It is on my website. Folks, if you want to support Kayvon Comedy, the best way is what you're doing right now. Hang with me on Wednesdays. The second best way, come to a live show. And the third best way is just go online and purchase the one-hour special. I'm going to give you some live tour dates. I want you to come to one of these. Tell your friends. There's been a little change up in here, but don't worry about that. Okay, first off, Ontario, California tomorrow. Ontario is in California, not a city in Canada. Turning Point, Provo, Utah, bring your friends, 12 and up, okay. San Diego, La Jolla. Phoenix has been moved. Des Moines, Iowa. San Jose, California. Tampa Bay, Florida, where maybe Tom Brady will come see me since he's not playing football anymore. Then Raleigh, Arlington, and Reno, Nevada, Kansas, and Naples, Florida. If any of those ring a bell, bring it. Can't wait to see you there. The greatest president of all time for black people was none other than Donald Trump. Let's hear from him now. This guy's going to be in world. Remember Crooked Hillary? He's going to cause a war in his first week in office because they think that's my personality type. It's actually the opposite. My personality kept us out of war. And I told you before, would have never happened with Russia. Would have never gone in. Putin would have never, ever gone in. And even now, I could solve that in 24 hours. It's so horrible what happened. I mean, those cities are demolished now. The people, I'll bet you have millions. It could be millions of people. How can you, you know, they bomb a city to the ground. These big buildings come tumbling down. They say two people were injured. Not two people. They lie. I mean, they lie. But if I were president, you would have zero chance that that war would have happened. He's absolutely right. Uh, Donald Trump was president. He beat Hillary Clinton very easily. Pr Hillary was never president, and Hillary will never be the president. A lot of leftists don't understand that. Trump was already the president. Trump has been president longer than even Joe Biden has been president. And there's no telling if Joe Biden will make it all the way to that four-year finish line. So Trump was president for four years, and there was no major wars. Russia didn't get froggy. Ukrainians didn't get attacked. Uh, people in Afghanistan didn't lose their embassy and get murdered. The women were still going to school there. They were addressing how they wanted. So as soon as Joe Biden got in the mix, leftists thought they did something good. You got rid of the guy that was keeping the peace and you put the guy in that caused the turmoil. So the left is responsible for the death of gay people, women, Ukrainians, and everything they claim to love, including black people. That's why Trump was the president for black people. The best president of all time, right up there with Lincoln, George Washington, and probably one of the worst presidents of all time, believe it or not, for black people, Joe Biden, yes, but right before that, his boss, president, his boss. 
Barack Obama. We didn't think that. We America is not America is the least racist country on earth. So we put Barack Obama in office thinking that'll fix things and then we can, you know, smooth things over and move forward. No, it set us back probably 60 to 80 years in race relations. Really bad stuff there. So Trump would have kept the war with Ukraine at bay. And so leftists, when you put your Ukrainian flag out, you should write, Biden did this, Trump kept Ukrainians safe. Did you know President Trump, in hilarious form, was able to mock Hunter Biden? Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, is the most corrupt person of all time. And actually, Joe is corrupt, but he uses his son as like a, uh, a bag man. He goes and picks up cash and sells the Biden family name. Trump made a hilarious joke at one of his speeches. Tell me if you agree with President Trump. We have a president whose son's laptop from hell gets taken over and exposes massive corruption like nobody's ever seen before. You think the father, do you ever hear this? Do you think the father was upset? Uh, Dad, I left my laptop in a repair shop, forgot to pick it up, and this repair guy went a little crazy when he saw what was on it. What's on it, son? Every crime that you've ever committed. <laughs> Now, at what point does the father get angry? You know, like, this kid is not working out well for me. And then the FBI goes and convinces the media that it's Russian disinformation. Mm -mm -mm. So Trump basically put it out there. He's calling Hunter Biden out. He's calling the Biden crime family out. And if Trump's kids were running around grabbing money, leaving laptops behind with porn and children emails and things like that the media would definitely activate but instead they stay very quiet and they protect hunter biden oh we don't see anything ah, i hear nothing so that is something very lucky if you're a democrat if you're a democrat comedian you get put on all the major shows very easily nobody stops you the view the jimmy fallon jimmy corden jimmy ellen jimmy colbert and then if you're on the left and you're a criminal, they go like this until they finally have to admit it. And then they throw you under the bus eventually and say, see, we're equal. No, they should be digging in and doing impeach, impeach, impeach like they did with Trump. Tell me if you agree in the comments. We're going to be back with a whole lot more of The Right Show. Yes. In honor of Black History Month, Disneyland decided to permanently take away Splash Mountain. What? That's right. In honor of Black History Month, woke Disneyland says we're going to get rid of Splash Mountain forever to protect the hearts and feelings of black people. We don't want them to go on a ride and hear zippity-doo-dah, zippity-yay, because that is a slavery song, and it's about slavery, and it makes black people feel like slaves. That's what Disney executives think. Now, I was a kid. I went to Splash Mountain. It made me think of fun songs. It made me think of getting splashed, and it made me think of mountains, plus the little birds and the cartoons interacting with human beings. It was quite an amazing thing. Not only that, did you know the black gentleman who sang Zippity Doodah was one of the first ever Academy Award winners of all time? So Disney is now erasing black history, trying to protect white people who want to virtue signal on behalf of black people. That's really what's going on here. Check it Flash out. Flash Mountain is one of Disney's most popular rides, but those animatronic characters are actually based off of their most controversial film. Song of the South was released by Disney in 1946 and has been widely criticized for its depiction of African-Americans and slavery. 
It's been seen as the company's most offensive and racist film. It was also so hated that the film was never released to home video in the US. Disney Plus streams a lot of the brand's outdated films with the trigger warning, but Song of the South was deemed too racist to be included in the streaming service at all. The only legacy really right now that the movie is kind of still leaving with us is Splash Mountain, and fans are like, whoa, Black Lives Matter, we gotta change all this, so they did just that. One Twitter user wrote, if Splash Mountain is based on a film that Disney won't even re-release because of widely acknowledged racist stereotypes, maybe it doesn't need its own ride anymore. Another Twitter user shared some images for how Splash Mountain could be reimagined into a Princess and the Frog themed ride, as this could highlight Disney's only black princess while also removing a controversial part of their ride. People were loving the idea and even started a change.org petition to ask Disney for the switch. One user tweeted out the petition to Disney saying, quote, please consider this. What a great way to update an outdated ride and show your support for the black community. Song of the South shouldn't have a place in the parks anymore. Oh, yes. So uh, you cannot ride that ride without being triggered and being a virtue signaler and being a progressive. I would not ride Splash Mountain. It offends me. <laughs> yes, I go to private school. I'm a white woman who goes to Target on weekends. I'm offended for the little blacks who can't do anything for themselves. I bet if you pulled black people and said, hey, would you like a free ticket to Disneyland, but you got to ride Splash Mountain? They'd be like, hell yeah. I'm like a black history month. Come up, baby. Black History Month done, come up! And they would take that thing. Now watch this. Virtue signaler, a whole group of them, try to pretend they're offended by zippity doo zippity-a. Remember, the first ever Academy Award winning, that black gentleman who sang the song could be a legend, but now, gone forever. CNN, take it away. Splash Mountain ran dry. After 31 years, riders took their final splash down before it closed for good on Sunday, with some waiting nearly four hours at the height of the day. Disney announcing in 2020 that it was planning to reimagine the ride after mounting complaints for its connection to the 1946 film Song of the South, which has been criticized for racial stereotypes and its nostalgic view of the post-Civil War South. The ride will be redesigned with Disney's Princess and the Frog in mind, a movie featuring Disney's first black princess, Tiana, Still, a 2020 Change.org petition to save Splash Mountain is still getting signatures with 99,000 people supporting the movement so far. The petition says that people don't understand one of the characters in Song of the South, who many have deemed to be a stereotype of a spiritual black man and claims there is a misunderstanding of his relationship with his employers on a Georgia plantation, which takes place after the Civil War. It goes on to say modifying Splash Mountain will not change history and will only encourage the easily offended to continue making desperate attempts at finding offensive and additional attractions. Okay, that was a lot. I mean, <laughs> I it's a lot in general. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, for you. Uh, look. But there's a lot there. Yeah, the culture wars are exhausting. I mean, I won't be playing Dumbo yeah. in my house, but I mean, Disney knows that, right? That's why they have yeah. made the changes they have. Thank, thank, thank you, you Audie. I, someone messaged that. me after your last segment with us in the 6 a.m. hour and said how great it was, and I said she's a gift to our network. Oh, anymore. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you. Check world. us in the mail. You can listen. <laughs> Audie's a gift to your ears, too. If you watch her, she doesn't smile much. She's permanently offended by something. She is brought on to explain to us all why what we've done is wrong. She probably went to Berkeley and CNN hires her to come on and tell us and educate us. What kind of person is that? When you go on TV, you try to bring the laughs, the fun, but when you're a permanent victim, all that is gone. You're just a robot that's there to explain why this country is wrong. And by the way, can I please get 
my reparations. Thank you. You took away Splash Mountain, Uncle Ben, Aunt Jemima, and now we can show Shikari Richardson on airplanes and Odell Beckham Jr. getting kicked out of first class. That's the kind of history we prefer over Uncle Remus. Zippity doo da, zippity hey! Moving right along, let's get into it right here with none other than Trump telling you COVID would go away. Did you know that? Did you know he kind of predicted that long ago? And the media lost their mind. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Joe Biden announces that the Kofefi restrictions for the Boosty Boost are going away as of May 11th. The Biden administration has picked May 11th. When Trump said just two years ago, you know, COVID will eventually go away. The media said, are you crazy? No, this is here forever, you idiot. The coronavirus, this thing's going away. It will go away like things go away, despite ongoing cases and death. Going away. Isn't that keeping you uh, playing on a reality? It's going away now. It'll go away like things go away. Absolutely. It's uh, no question in my mind. It will go away. Please go ahead. Hopefully sooner rather than later. Please. Interview this morning, Mr. President, you were talking about opening the schools and you said children are virtually immune from COVID-19, but children have contracted this virus and some well, have died. When I say that I'm talking about from getting very sick. If you look at children, I mean, they're able to throw it off very easily. And it's an amazing thing because some flus, they don't. They get very sick and they have problems with flus and they have problems with other things. But for whatever reason, the China virus, children handle it very well. And uh, they, may, they may get it, but they get it and it, it doesn't have much of an impact on them. And if you look at the numbers, the numbers of, of in terms of mortality, fatality, the numbers for children under a certain age, meaning young, their immune systems are very, very strong. They're very powerful, and they they seem to be able to handle it very well, and that's according to every statistic. I'd like to see the schools open. I think many of the schools, most of the schools will be open. I can say that uh, Republican areas want to see them open, and the Democrats probably want to keep them closed until after November 3rd because they think it's good for them politically. Okay, after November 3rd, they think it's good for them politically. All right, so Trump basically forecasted that eventually, just like the Black Plague and the bird flu and the Zika, that Kofefi would eventually go away. The left said that's preposterous. This is never going away. The U.S. COVID-19 emergency declarations finally have an end date. The Biden administration says it will extend both the national and public health emergencies only until May 11th. Diane, big question was, why now? What prompted this change? Why is the administration ending these emergencies on May 11th? But a lot of the questions I was getting asked this morning, and it was very busy. This was a very hot topic on radio, were the questions that Dr. Sutton was bringing up there. Big concerns about what this means for Americans who've been relying on free vaccines, free treatments, and free testing. So we just heard no less than 500 times that May 11th, finally, the Biden administration admits Kovefi is going away. So Biden walks out and says, I, I told my people May 15th, he got the day wrong by four days. This is his big rollout. What's behind the decision to end the COVID emergency, Mr. President? What's behind your decision to end the COVID emergency? The COVID emergency will end when the Supreme Court ends it. We've extended from May the 15th to make sure we get everything done. That's all. There's nothing behind the wall. 
May the 15th. May the 15th. You could barely hear him. Biden likes to talk while the helicopter is zipping around behind him. That way you don't hear the flubs, the blubs, and he can just say, oh, you, know, you didn't hear me right. I didn't say that. The helicopter said that. He walks out. The press is giggling and laughing when he comes up to them for no reason. He grabs the lady's hand and holds the umbrella with her. It's her umbrella. You don't have a right to grab the umbrella and hold it where you want. Her body, her choice. And you don't have a right to grab a woman's hand that's very unprofessional and pull her in and smell her and take her umbrella. And you don't have a right to roll out May 11th with your team and then say, May 15th. May the 15th. Okay, so somewhere in May, we're going to get this thing over with, I guess. Proving Trump was still correct. But what did Trump say? Yeah, the coronavirus, this thing's going away. It will go away like things go away, despite ongoing cases and death. Isn't that should you claim out of reality? going away now it'll go away like things go away what would really help us is if not only Kovefi, which has already gone away if the media could also now some of you are saying oh what if we lose joe biden well that would not be necessarily a good thing he knows and we know and you know that i know that you know that he knows that if joe biden goes away like Kovefi. We are left with this camel hoe hair lips. Take a look at this space cadet. We collectively believe and know America is a promise. America is a promise. It is a promise of freedom and liberty. Not for some, but for all. A promise we made in the Declaration of Independence that we are each endowed with the right to liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Be clear, these rights were not bestowed upon us. They belong to us as Americans. It's kind of like Barack Obama with a wig on. We know, uh, that these rights are up. beholden to us. Like, why? That's not how you talk. And I understand if you're presenting to people, you kind of take a little more professional approach. But to completely change who you are, like when she's just chilling. I remember when I was in the dorm room, I was smoking weed, listening to Tupac and Biggie. Oh, I got a speech to give. We know that these rights are ill. Inalienable. Unbelievable. Now here we have Camel Ho Hair Lips trying to talk about the space program. Camel Ho Hair Lips is she's become a complete space cadet. Watch how she talks about space like a like a sorority. Space is exciting. It spurs our imaginations and it forces us to ask big questions. Space, it affects us all. And it connects us all. <laughs> it connects us all. <laughs> Delivered that patronizing, cringeworthy speech this week. I just love the idea of exploring the unknown. Space. Space connects us all. Actually, space is what divides us. That's why during the pan sketchy, we needed to have a six feet distance because space was what would protect us, according to the radical 
left. The exploits, you gotta wear a mask. I'm Dr. Anthony Fauci, put your mask on. All right, now Kamal Harris just this week decided to talk about space yet again. Sorority girl, Vice President Harris, take it away. And they rode an elevator up nearly 20 stories. They strapped in to their seats and waited as the tanks beneath them filled with tens of thousands of gallons of fuel. And then they launched. Yeah, they did. <laughs> I mean, that w she, she thrilled herself and started laughing uncontrollably after describing riding an elevator, buckling up, filling up the rocket with fuel, and then they launched. <laughs> they did. They did. And then I smoked some weed with Tupac and Biggie. Mm -hmm. So my question for you ladies, because men should not answer this at all. We were told that if we have a black woman vice president, finally little girls from all over the world could look up and believe in themselves. How has your life, ladies, improved now that we have had a black woman vice president? Uh, please put all the ways it has helped you in the comments so we can kind of put them on the screen. We would love to honor you. This is Black History Month. This is uh, Women's Month is next month. So we're just going to roll one right into another. Do you feel better about yourself? Has it helped you with your diet? Have you received any discounts on your feminine needs products? Uh, do you feel more accomplished in any way? Do you feel more bossy at work? You don't talk to me like that, sir. We have a female vice president, so you know we can do it. I contend that things have only gotten worse. In fact, once we got a female vice president, men just started becoming female. And now they're beating you at beauty pageants, sports, taking your jobs, and laughing their way like Kamala all the way to the bank. Let's see. Julia writes, she's the most embarrassing vice president for women that we've ever had. I agree. Uh, Cynthia says, she's done zero for me. Mary says, I so agree. Robin says, why don't we have vets month? instead of Women's or BLM's Month. Freedom Glory says, it's helped me get a good laugh regularly. Well, that's important. People are just laughing. Patches says, my life hasn't approved at all. And Dan, you're not a woman, sir, unless you are. I'm not a biologist. Dan says, I feel sorry for anyone that looks up to her as a mentor. Please put more comments in the comment section, and we'll be reading through those, laughing like a Kamal Ho hair lips all the way to the bank. <laughs> okay, we're down to the final portion of the right show. You guys have made it all the way to the end. Order the new one-hour comedy special, and this week we put a comedy clip up from the Dry Bar comedy special. If you missed it, I want to share it with you. This is Skinny Jeans which originally were designed for women and the people that progressively make fashion offer them for men. And then there was a point where every time I went to Zara, H&M, all I could find were skinny jeans. That's all they had. Skinny pants, skinny corduroy, skinny everything. And uh, I need a little more of a relaxed fit. Um, 
Now, some people say, well, Kayvon, you could have got our Wranglers from Costco. Well, I don't shop for clothes at Costco. I get on stage. I have to be somewhat, you know, in the scene um, in front of people. But I did need something somewhere halfway between Costco and skinny jeans. Uh, people told me, well, you can go on Amazon. There's a dad website. No, I'm not buying dad jeans. I'm just trying to be trendy, but not suffocated down there. And now the skinny jeans are the thing. And look at these pants. <laughs> Some of you mocked them when I came out. Oh, look at those pants. I didn't design these. I bought them. This is what they offer. I'm from the 90s. We wore cargo pants back then. Any men still wear cargo pants? Any real men? Yeah. See? Real men wear cargo. Where's the men wearing skinny jeans? Where are you at? Yeah. And the rest wanted to clap, but they're too tight. It's like, I can't even... It's painful. Real men wear cargo pants. If you called a plumber and he showed up in skinny jeans, would you trust that man? It looks yucky to me, too. Huh? I love that clip because I posted it. It's got a lot of views. And then every 25th comment is some guy going, are we just going to ignore that this is phobic and this joke. Why did he run off like that at the end? Because it's comedy, it's hilarious, and that is what we do. If you don't like it, turn on your Netflix and watch one of those woke jokes that continue to churn out the same old stuff. You get something different right here with Kayvon Comedy. We tell truth through comedy. We wake America up with laughter. Freedom of speech is under attack, so please support me in all the different ways and come to a live show. One thing you can do is give me your email case I get shut down for sharing what I've just shared with you, then I can still reach you and tell you when I'm touring. Kayvoncomedy.com slash newsletter. That's where you enter your email and I'll never lose you. And how about this? Visit your local podcast subscriber. Give this thing five stars and we will see you next week around the same time on the same channel. Thanks for watching The Right Show. Bye.